1: However you happen to be listening, we are so glad you've chosen to tune in to DLC, your downloadable commentary for the week, delivered the way we love it to be, and that is completely free, thanks to our sponsors this week, Brooklyn and Third Love, and Liquid IV. They're bringing the show to you. DLC, of course, the show. All about games in their many forms Games played on desktops, laptops, and consoles And also games that involve dice, luck, and cardboard I'm your host, Jeff Canado, that's spelled with two N's and one T And I am joined, as always, by my friend, slash co-host, slash nemesis The guy who's always my valentine
0: Mr. Christian Spicer, hello Christian Jeff, was that a, was that a, um was that a Spice Man? Uh he creeped cre- in. Did- he he creeped in
1: a little bit. It was uh you know, the influence is is terrifying, is what it it's is. It's like
0: the family's awake. So now we can do whatever we want, baby. <laughs> Is that what I'm hearing? Is that- yeah,
1: we are recording early this week to give uh to give Publishers. ourselves a little
0: valentine's oh. day uh off you know valentine's give day evening publishers the opportunity to release breaking news on sunday they don't need to wait until monday <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: as long as as long as they they release as soon as we're done recording that's the important part um yeah so uh you know if anything breaks uh sunday <laughs> this year or this week uh we won't be talking about it because we're recording early saturday morning uh to to give ourselves some some valentine's day off but that doesn't mean we have we don't have tons to cover. We do it, it, tons to cover, and even better than that, we have an awesome guest to do it with. You know, the DLC always stands for your downloadable Canada and your downloadable Christian. But this week, I am so excited because once again, DLC stands for del- uh, driving lots of content because we have one of my favorite online streamers, the amazing Tim. Trixler, Frazier. Welcome back to the show. Trick. Good morning. Uh, Gosh, I,
2: the, the way you started that morning, just, uh, I'm feeling it. Just yelling. That makes me want to feel whatever you're feeling. And now I'm like, (laughs) I'm full of energy. I don't need coffee. Uh, I'm glad to be here. Thanks for letting me go. I'm on again. It's always fun to be here at the DLC and talking about video games and everything uh, around it.
1: Yeah. I'm excited to have you back. We got a lot to get to, but you know what? You know, the first time I really became acquainted with you was through the Heroes of the Storm community. Mm-hmm. And I wondered, I, I don't know how much you're still involved with Heroes of the Storm at all. Are you at all?
2: Dabble here and there. Yeah, occasionally play. It just depends I, on
1: how stormy it is for the week. But <laughs> we yeah, I, I was sort of uh, wondering what your take this week. The, the BlizzCon ca- schedule came out and there's no Hots to be found on it whatsoever. Yeah. I wonder what your feelings about that were.
2: I, I mean, I think it's a bit of a bummer for those that do want to play Hots and continually be there. Um, I think. Personally, when it comes to Bounce, which is what I focus on for that game a lot, um, I think it's in one of the best states it's ever been in. I think the development team that has stuck there as the skeleton crew has done a really good job still making it a playable game that um, you really want to jump into and have fun. But I will say I'm going to be missing any new content because um, yeah. that's kind of what drives MOBAs, right? You like you log in to play the new hero, see how Bounce changes. Um, so I'm kind of hoping they have a, some surprise that pops up. Personally, what I've been looking for for HOTS, which I think would be great for a skeleton crew um, and the assets already there, is a HOTS auto chest. I think that'd be really, really cool for them to announce. They have the assets, just find a game, balance it out, and I love those type of games, Um, but... What I think is really cool about Heroes of the Storm is the community that is still focused on esports, the CCL, um, other crews that are running a lot of tournaments, they are still pushing for that game to have a foundation for you to visit. And uh, I think it's, yeah. it's doing what it can, you know?
1: Yeah, this um, last so. year has been really encouraging for the community rallying itself and creating all that content that Blizzard is no longer creating and, you mm-hmm. know, that those, those tournaments. And, uh, yeah, it just feels like, man, I'm really disappointed that there's nothing on the schedule specifically for that game it's it's still a game they support ostensibly i mean they're not supporting it to the extent they used to but like like you said with the skeleton crew but it is supported there is new balance changes new you know updates they've had had skins and and mounts and things and a uh, new hero in the last year uh so i don't know um, little hogger hogger
2: was fun yeah. um in their defense they released hogger around the blizzcon time last year because yeah. they had them ready to go and they wanted to push out new content um, so hopefully they can just find something one to two heroes a year is kind of what's chugging that game along. Um, but even StarCraft was hurting a little bit too. I think uh, this BlizzCon online is going to be a really rare experience for Blizzard fans because they couldn't have that authentic BlizzCon, which ultimately yeah. is about the community. Um, they yeah. just turn it into a PR machine.
1: Right. Yeah. I'm 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 still excited about BlizzCon, but you're right. It's going to be dif- different having it virtually. It'll it will feel more like a PR event rather than a community event, just by virtue of the fact that it's not about folks meeting in the same place and hanging out and doing stuff. So anyway, we'll be talking about that, uh, next week when, or yeah, next week when BlizzCon happens. Um, but let's get into the show. Let's talk about, uh, all the stuff that's been going on and start the way we always do with story of the week. Story of the week is the part of the show where we make our case for the most important stories that happen in the world of games this week you can always submit stories for our consideration by giving us a, an email at DLCfeedback at gmail.com. Love hearing from you. Love getting your feedback and all manner of things. You can also check out our Discord, that's five by five DLC on Discord, or swing by our subreddit, which is also five by five dlc.reddit.com. Great folks hanging out. A great community. I urge you to take part. But, Trixler, you are our guest, so you get first pick of stories. What would you consider to be your story of the week?
2: Um, actually, the Sherlock Holmes video game. One, mm. because uh, before I came onto the show, I was unaware that it was actually coming out. So I actually got excited this morning reading up on this information. Um, it does seem like there isn't much gameplay available. I did uh, do some research, and at the end of March, they're going to have a gameplay trailer coming out for us. But I like the idea of doing a, an Explore Detective game that focuses on Sherlock Holmes and also gives us a little bit more of a different look at John Watson, uh, yeah. which is something that I thought was really exciting.
1: Yeah, this was uh, an announcement at the uh, Epic Game Store Spring Showcase, because I because I, I guess it's spring now? <laughs> We're close. <laughs> February? Uh, but uh, yeah, the Epic Game Store Spring Showcase was an event that the Epic Game Store had not a ton of surprising news there's content for various things that were announced uh but i would say that the the new game or upcoming game that got uh, uh obviously your interest in mine as well is this sherlock holmes chapter one which is being created by Frogwares. and uh, yeah this is like young sherlock holmes 21 year old Sh- sherlock holmes there is some combat in the game like you know uh robert downey jr sherlock holmes style uh Punching and and fisticuffs, uh, but evidently not the main focus of the game. You'll be solving puzzles and doing stuff. Game looks really good. Unreal Engine four game. Um, w- w- you know, it sounds like you're you're excited about it. Is yep. is do you like think the- that there's yeah, go ahead. I like the idea
2: behind it. One, uh mentioned the John Watson storyline. They said they want to do a bit of a different approach to John Watson. Like, you know who John Watson becomes in elementary, yeah, Watson, all that later on. But what happens when they're a bit younger and they're growing up? Like, that was played with a little bit on the uh, the show Sherlock that was yeah. on Netflix and the BBC. And I kind of I love that dynamic between the two. Also, they're going to allow you to fail. At Sherlock Holmes, which was an interesting uh, statement that was put there. If you don't find out the right information, you can accuse the wrong person and actually screw up the entire side quest, which is interesting because Sherlock Holmes always wins, right? Like, he always finds yeah. a W. Um, so it's cool that they're putting Easter eggs and stuff and information that you can find out by playing through the Holmes storyline. Uh, but you can also fail it if you rush through and don't think things all the way through in a detective game, which is something that I, I feel like really isn't played with that much in a lot of games. Yeah. Uh, so I'm excited I agree. for that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Christian, I, I wonder if you're interested in this. I I feel like the um the mystery subgenre, if you will, is a tricky one to pull off. It it is not it's not easy. You know, there's what I'm hoping this game is not is hold the Sherlock sense yep. <laughs> and look around the environment and see the clues. You know, I I hope that they figure out a way to make it a little more uh where well, you actually do have to put things together and and observe on your own without some sort of magical video game layer on top of it. But uh, what's your take on on this game, Christian?
0: Yeah, there. I'm, I was trying to Google the names of the last one I liked. There, uh, it was a little more point and clicky, story basedy. But there have been good Sherlock adventures on PC. I think is where I played it before. Um, but they're not kind of realized the way this game is. As like, it kind of looks like it's a you know, third-person action-adventure <laughs> game, potentially, right? Like yeah. Unreal Engine 4 and all of those things. And I do think um, clue-finding and problem-solving is is hard to do well, but Hitman 3 did it so very well. And I, I, minors- I was thinking
1: that, too. You know, I was thinking like, Hitman 3's level, uh, second level is like chef's kiss on how you do a mystery game. Uh, you know, if, I, I want a whole game just of that, you know? Right.
0: And while I don't – I mean, yes, there's fail states, but I'm going to be very vague. Like, you can wrap that up different ways, even if you don't have all of the evidence and sometimes be surprised by outcomes. Um, Yeah. So I'm curious how this game will handle that fail state. Because like Trickster said, Sherlock doesn't fail, but – like the fictional character Sherlock, but the fictional character sherlock also isn't as dumb as i am <laughs> it's like, how do yeah. you get that wish fulfillment but then also not have it be press x to sherlock
1: you know <laughs> like, i know that's the trick right that's the that's the hard part in making games like this is making it so that the player actually has to put it put it together and there isn't like you know, it isn't just spelled out for you as long as you walk into the... Co- if you walk into the corner and you find the footprint, press X to add it to your log, and now, you know, the in-game Sherlock makes all the connections for you. Like, you bring up Hitman 3, and that that really is uh, an, an extraordinary example of a game that let me make all those connections, but I think it's because the main goal wasn't to solve the mystery, right? That was just a, a thing you could do. So the game didn't hang its hat on having you have to do that. So perhaps, perhaps that's the hard part is like, if, if the goal is to solve the mystery and all the player wants to do is solve the mystery, you have to give them a path to solve the mystery that they can't get stymied on. I don't know. I don't know. Chat. Chat brings up Disco Elysium,
0: which I think is a, a great yes. example that I didn't think of. I think he so good. Yeah. Like, it's. I mean, I'd be okay with that. <laughs> Sherlock yeah. Disco Elysium. I, I think that'd scratch everything.
1: Yeah. I think this does seem to be much more, um, as you indicated, Christian, much more uh, in line with the uh, the Robert Downey Jr. films where he's sort of an action hero as well. Um, Which, I, it works. Those movies are fun. I, I enjoy those movies.
0: They, they're super fun, but they also kind of are the movie version of Press X to Sherlock. Like, personally, <laughs> <Yeah>. and, <laughs> and film, and, and other types of media for detective stories. I like a uh, uh, astute viewer or reader to be able to put the pieces together beforehand. I, if I remember correctly, I feel like in those Robert Downey Jr. films, super fun. But it'd be like, how did you do it? And he'd be like, well what you didn't notice and then you'd see a scene from a different angle and it'd be like, yeah. Oh, what? Well, I never would have known that watching the movie because you didn't show that to me, right, but he right. apparently saw it. Um, so we'll see. I mean, the character is a compelling one and one that's in the public domain. <laughs> so, you know, I'm surprised there aren't more takes on him even. Uh What about this last
2: bullet point before we go off this topic, the part about truth and lies. So you can find out, the information and accuse people, but you can also decide to lie about it. Cause you think it will help the world be in a better position. what do you guys think about shaping up the entire world with that?
0: Well, I love Jeff that. introduces
1: me every week as his friend. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> it shapes the world, Christian, it shapes the world. Uh, I think that's cool. I mean, I like having ramifications and any, any additional decision point in a game is, makes the game more interesting as far as I'm concerned. So allowing you to actually come to a conclusion, but, then decide that that conclusion is not what is most appropriate, or or wh- how you want to present the information. I think that's really a cool idea. You know, I think that's uh, I, I want to see how that plays out in the course of the actual game, though. You know. Okay. What do you think, Trickster?
2: That's, I'm okay with it all. I just want to yeah. see the gameplay in March because I agree with you that the whole yeah. hold left bumper and the entire world is played to you. Just play the game in that entire mode. Yeah, um, right. I didn't play Hitman Three, but a game that I just played recently, the Medium. Uh, I think even though it was linear and it's not the best example, it did a good job of when you hit that LB button, it's a little area of effect around you. So you actually have to explore a little bit and find things. And I want to have a little bit more tinkering and a little bit more uh, minute adjustments to that. Um, Because, again, Arkham Asylum and Arkham Knight, it was was just a little bit too much to be in that mode all the time. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Make it a decision and then make it one that I can play off of. So I, I think I agree with you on that stuff.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, we don't have a release date for Sherlock Holmes chapter one, but they did say 2021. So, uh, interested, interested, uh, Christian Spicer, what is your story of the week?
0: Um, so I, I added this, uh, just recently as we were sitting here talking cause I, you know, early morning, I'm sorry. Um, but I, I want to talk about another thing and I think we will, but I think to me, the biggest story this week, uh, potentially going forward is, uh, the unreal talk and epic talk reminded me of it is unreal's metahumans um yeah Woof, and it crazy. is a metahuman creator which is a browser-based app <laughs> which is just mind-blowing and you can create very realistic um you can um you know of course use art direction and make it not realistic but you could do a photorealistic of very close to photorealistic human being character design um and they can do it in less than an hour taking something that used to take weeks or months they say it runs via the cloud uh unreal engine pixels pixel streaming and then once you've created it you can have this what they call their metahuman um used in various rigging applications to get animations to work um and they list them all this is beyond my my pay grade and then also once you have those animations and everything kind of locked they say that you can kind of map those onto other characters so the way I see that is kind of like the NPCs are creating the crowd of people that, you know, don't need to have custom bespoke animations and not every person needs to be whatever, like the faraway background in a comic book panel, right. Isn't going to have the um, Alex Ross attention paid to it and doesn't need to. And so I feel like what this epic metahuman creator is, is doing is really broadening who can create these high fidelity realistic looking characters and get them up into games caveat being you're using you know unreal um and then they released two or or they're i think i don't know if they're out but they released demos of two finished characters and i think they're saying they're going to release two full fully finished sample characters so people can use that as a jumping off point to play around with i mean one these look incredible Two, put myself in everything (laughs) put myself in
1: everything
0: Every I'm gonna be every work.
1: character. <laughs> Is
0: that an official
2: endorsement? Can we use your face on anything, Jeff? Yeah, we good. Okay, put me in all, it, right. all
0: of it. Put so tricks in are, all of it. I'm I'm curious, like your take on this. On one side, the way I see it, there's like the democratization, the further democratization of making these what used to be very difficult to make games and characters. Huh. And on the other side of it, it's. Oh my God, everything's fake. Like, we're not here right now. This is a metahuman human mock up of all of us, and like the future is so scary.
2: This opens up a, a major can of worms because, um, personally, I'm, I'm this weird hater of like filters and stuff, especially everywhere on like Twitter and Instagram and everyone just altering themselves so much that you lose who they are as people. Like, that's we're how not you know perfect. you're getting
1: old, Trixie. Yeah. Oh
2: my God. I, <laughs> I hate this film. When I see a filter and like, uh, I don't know, I just get into it. Um, but it opens up another thing, too, that is becoming really interesting in the streaming world, and that's VTubers. Uh, people are just putting out different personas now and living behind it. One, because it's easier. Your face isn't there all the time. Like You don't have to be waking up every morning, being handsome, showering, whatever, doing the makeup, all that stuff. You can just put over a character model and just go to work in your pajamas. And that's kind of cool. Uh, and this stuff suddenly opens up this world of like, what if I just digitalize myself? And then IV2 behind it, it's kind of me, but it's kind of fake. Like, how far do you go with it, right? Um, yeah. And it's just opened up this entire world that eventually, like, well, when we get into VR, and VR gets there, and suddenly these are our avatars. Like, this is cool technology. Uh, I'm just really questioning, like, how are people going to use it? And then where does it make sense to use Um, because I, I, I don't like the animated VTubing too much because I've, I've thought about what about if I go into VTubing because it is something that you should consider as a streamer right now. Um, it's popping off. You have big streamers like Skara becoming a VTuber suddenly, um, mm. and he's this big dinosaur model. But yeah. um, is, is the dinosaur model better than the the human model of you, right? Like, it's it's... Or an can, awesome form of technology. It really is. And I, I'm excited for it. I just want to know how far it goes. And like, when do we cross the realm of like, okay, we're using too many filters to not show off our imperfections or whatever.
0: Well, I, I wonder, Jeff, if this kind of leads us to the three of us get together and create an indie studio and we can make a game that looks like The Last of Us Part 2. You know, <laughs> like clearly hmm. you still need skill to use these tools. It's not, I've we've all seen, oh, well, I should say we all haven't seen, I maybe it's just me. I've certainly tried to create myself in game and then been like, Oh no, this went horribly wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Why did my nose end up up way over there? Um, But you know, like I do think you're going to see teams that otherwise wouldn't be able to have this style of character in their game now be able to, to do it, you know? So Jeff, I'm curious what you think about like this tech being used for, you know, like the small indie studio now to go out and make, a, a photorealistic looking game, you know, last of us part two God of war, like style game with, with the, this technology that they couldn't do before just because of the human hours it would take. Does, is that exciting?
1: Yeah. I, I have three minds about this, right? To answer your question directly, I do think we're seeing that the engines themselves are doing so much of the work these days that we've talked on the show, how the important thing at this point is art direction, Right. The tools are there. You can create a spectacular looking game. It's now, how are you using those tools artfully? How are you, the, what are the decisions you are making as a creator now that you can really decide to create a game that looks like anything and they're likely going to look beautiful? Um, yeah, and, and creating photorealistic NPCs easily, quickly is, is pretty amazing. Uh, it's a pretty amazing thing. For a small team, somebody that wouldn't have uh, a dedicated artist to be able to just you know just construct these these assets, that's really cool. The second thing of my three pronged reaction is what I said before: I can spend an hour, two hours making me, and then well, put me in whatever I want. Right? We can put you I, in Among Us, and we can all play Jeff. I want to be among us. I want to lie to your face, um, <laughs> or you can lie to my face. I should say um, no, but I mean, I, you know, I, I when Fallout Four came out, I spent all this time trying to make me. And, and yeah, maybe maybe that's <laughs> egotistical or narcissistic, whatever.
2: We all do but it. It's I okay. like
1: I like playing video games when I you know I, I like the idea of having a, a virtual me walking around. That's I think that's pretty cool. Or. Maybe not me. If so, for somebody else, you can create the avatar you really want, and perhaps maybe it can travel from game to game, uh, and you can you know have this this model independent of a specific game, but any specific game that's on Unreal Engine Five could potentially use it. I think that's a cool idea.
0: That's super interesting. I hadn't thought about that. But yeah, what they said, you can map the things over any game that uses that, you know, I'm not going to use the right technical term, but like kernel or basic code, and you created this character, you could just import and not need to worry about doing a new character creation. I
1: love that idea. So you create this one ubiquitous avatar of either yourself or the the thing you would want to play as, and maybe that can travel from game to game with you, I think is a, a fun idea. The third prong of my response is kind of what Trixler was talking about, which is it's real scary because you're going to, you know, when you create a system where photorealistic humans can be very easily and quickly created all of a sudden, you know, I'm coming to you live uh, from, you know, a, a non, a metahuman, a person that never existed, delivering information that isn't true in a space that is indistinguishable from real life. I, you know, we are definitely going down that road of not being able to be to tell if a person is a person, if a person ever existed. If spiky,
0: if spiky Chris in the chat mentions, you know, similar to deep faking, right. Where it's like, yes. Oh no, here's a person that does exist. Right. Well, doing the, yeah, something the, they didn't do. Also
1: very problematic. But then you have these things where, you know, you have someone, uh, I don't know. Saying something, and then we find out that person was never a person. That person never, never was a person. You know, uh, that that all that stuff is going to happen, and it's going to be very easy to accomplish. So there's a part of me that is trepidatious about our our post truth future, uh, where you know people can look exactly like people, but they're an amalgamation of 400 different features that never occurred in nature. Uh, I I I think that there's going to have to be a reckoning culturally, globally about how we deal with things that are not (laughs) immediately identifiable as truth. Uh, You know, we're we're bad at it right now as humans. So so crazy how
2: jaded we get about this stuff. Because like 20-year-old me (laughs) would be like, yeah, that's so sick. That's so cool. I can can fix my face. And now like the 31-year-old me is like, guys, oh, guys.
1: (laughs) I know. That's the problem is that, you know, yeah, 15-year-old me was like, There will never be anything wrong with the global (laughs) sharing of information. You know, like all... This information will set us free. All we need to do is link all the computers together in the world and we'll be a utopia. And then it's like, oh, the, oh, the internet is not so good, it turns out.
0: <laughs> well, the good news is for the three of us, there's enough audio out there that not only could they make somebody look just like us, they could also make us say whatever. They oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've experienced that so far already. Just yeah, yeah. Twitch clips in general. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, yeah, you know, I think it's cool. I think the tech is really cool. But uh, – Man, I don't I don't know. I don't know what's going to be done with it. And the fact that it's so easy, it's so easy. But I do think gaming application-wise, it's going to lead to some really slick-looking games and yeah. some cool characters in games. So, um, yeah. yeah. All right, before we get to my story, I want to thank our first sponsor, which is... What? Brooklinen. Brooklinen is my sheets. Oh, gosh, I love my Brooklinen sheets. Uh, how's your comforter? Excuse me. How is your comforter these days? Do you feel like it's delightful to plop into bed? Is it maybe a little lumpy? Could it use an update? Maybe a little deflated on you? Ah, does it no longer have the the same fluff that you would hope for from a comforter? It's time for a refresh with. Brooklyn, whether you are uh, up early like we are this morning, recording this show, or you like to hit the snooze button, everybody deserves to sleep in comfort, and that starts with your comfort or or comforter, as most people call it. Uh, Brooklinen can help you get your best sleep. They help me with my amazing Brooklinen sheets. I love them. I just crawled out of them uh, moments before we started the show, and. They also have comforters. You should check out the Brooklinen Comforters. They create beautiful, high-quality bedding and home essentials, everything you need to get your best night's sleep. They work directly with manufacturers to give you a fair price. No middlemen, no markups, and the comforters come in lightweight, all-season, ultra-warm varieties to suit every type of sleeper and lifestyles. You, You can even find a weighted comforter for stress relief, which is great. I haven't tried those, but I hear they're amazing. Uh, they also offer a variety of materials, including eco-friendly recycled down alternatives. And Brooklinen's comforters pair perfectly with their sheets, pillows, and duvet covers. There's a reason that Brooklinen has over 75,000 five-star reviews and counting. Mine is one of them. I, I've i told you many, many times how much I appreciate those Brooklinen sheets. They are, it's like luxury but without that luxury markup. So treat yourself to the ultimate comfort with Brooklinen's Comforter Collection. Go to brooklinen.com, use promo code SPICE, which evidently has changed. Our new promo code is SPICE. Use promo code SPICE. Get yourself $25 off with a minimum purchase of $100. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. Promo code SPICE for $25 off with a minimum purchase of $100. That's brooklinen.com, promo code S-P-I-C-E. All right, uh, my story the way you guys have left me some, some juicy ones to talk about. Um, oh boy, 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 what am I going to talk about? Uh, I guess I'm going to have to talk about the... Video game movie casting news. We got some uh, a big week. We talked a little bit about the Borderlands stuff last week when we we're hearing this Borderlands cast come together. Kate Blanchett, Kevin Hart. Uh, now we hear Claptrap has been cast. Jack Black is playing Claptrap, uh, which you know every time I heard about Claptrap, people were like, "Who should play Claptrap?" And then you joke, "Oh, Jack Black, obviously, of course." And then yeah. they do it. You know, it actually happens. It's pretty amazing. Uh, and also, we got Joel and Ellie in the Last of Us television show that is happening on HBO.
0: Uh, we we also we, got we also got um, that uh, those other three background people in the Last of Us show. Um, it, you got like the the guy who walks across camera and makes eye contact down the lens. That's me. <laughs> that's, that's me that does that.
1: Mm. Um, it's just crossing
0: and then. And then I keep crossing. Um, I think Jeff, you are, um, man with hot coffee and Trixler. I think you play, uh, excited boy. I can um, do I that. Excited
1: boy. Excited yeah.
0: boy. <laughs> I'll shave the beard. I'll be good to go. Man <laughs> with hot
1: coffee. <laughs> it's not easy to get in the last of us either. Hot coffee. I'm sure it's much, much more difficult in the post apocalypse. Um, anyway. So yes, Pedro Pascal will be playing Joel and Bella Ramsey from, uh, from Game, of, Game Thrones. of Thrones fame, actually both of them from Game of Thrones fame, uh, as Ellie. Um, Trixler, what do you think of this? It sounds like video games are getting the comic book treatment. We've finally been, we've been waiting and waiting and waiting for video games to ascend cinematically yeah. to a level of not being terrible and actually getting, you know, A-list actors and kind of uh, being treated with, I think, the same kind of respect that comic books finally were. It seems like it's happening. We're getting these big, big movies, these big, big stars. What do you make of uh, of these two different casting uh, news? We're being spoiled, bits?
2: and I love it. It's great. I'm glad that we've gone away from this idea of, like, find actors that kind of look like the video game characters and just pick people who can act and let them own the character. I mean, we've seen it with, like, Robert Downey Jr. I mean, you mentioned the MCU. Everyone has owned their roles, and they don't look exactly like the folks that you saw in the comic books, and that's perfectly fine. Allow them to become the character and put their own stamp on it. I mean, Heath Ledger and the Joker—like, Hollywood yeah. is finally realizing: just throw people that can act and let them take over the role and work together on it. And it's great that we're getting this. I mean, we had The Witcher last year. Um, we're getting all these video game franchises that are going into different routes, They're just telling a story within that world, which I think is the best way to do it. Yeah. I'm a little bit nervous about The Last of Us because I don't know where they're going to go down that route. Like the the whole uh, Joel and Ellie role has kind of been fleshed out between the two games. But at the same time, like we know these actors and actresses are incredible. And if they can find an inkling of a story, you know, these two are going to run with it and just give us something really, really special Um, between this uh, borderlands. And then of course, don't forget about Lord of the Rings, which is uh, being picked up for Amazon and being worked on. We are being spoiled when it comes to video games and good shows and people putting money behind it now. Uh, so I'm absolutely excited for it, and I actually think it's kind of funny too with Kevin Hart and Jack Black being together. We're kind of getting a Jumanji reunion if we just get The Rock uh, thrown there as well, and then Karen yeah. Gillan. Like it's over with. Like we have a fun little show to watch.
1: I'm into it too. I mean, I, Christian, I feel like uh, you have some big thoughts about the Last of Us news. I'm sure, but I'll, I think we're finally at that point where these big video game properties are being. I, I would hope that the reason that these a-list actors are signing on is because the material is so good and maybe that's where we finally are with video games that the adaptations are actually drawing this kind of talent because they're good
0: yeah i agree i mean the, the borderlands has been we've talked about it on the show a franchise i used to really love borderlands 3 fell a little flat for me not because of the gameplay certainly that addictive loop was still there but because of the humor felt a it, I guess it felt the same sophomoric, but kind of like, um, um. oh gosh, what's the full name of the New York times, Britney Spears documentary. Like we were all bad people. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, we grew up and the game. Didn't is what you're saying. Yes. That's a great way to put it. Also watch that Britney Spears documentary now on Hulu. Um, And so I'm curious how the film goes. Like, you know, I hope it is elevated, but seeing this, just A-list actor after A-list actor after A-list actor signing onto it. I agree. It, it has to imply that to me, it it signals that this is a, a fun project and a, and a good script. So I'm, I'm super excited for it. Um, the Last of Us casting, you know, some folks are reaching out on Twitter. at guess what's happening. I am a hundred percent in. I 100% believe in the team behind this thing. Like just look at the pedigree of the things they've made and full faith and credit behind this, this team. It's not like, I don't know. I have zero, zero reason to have any concern at all with any of this. It, it's incredible actors, incredible talent behind the camera. I am so very excited. The only concern I have is that I'm so excited for it. Like yeah. everything I hear elevates it. Also Pedro has done everything I love. Like, can I, he's incredible. Can I he's marry so him? Great. Like, can I, like <laughs> yeah, he's, he's funny online. He's like, like Ryan Reynolds is another actor where it's like, I love almost everything they do. And they are, they seem like a fun person th- in the way that a celebrity can, you know, we can interact with them. Like he interacts with his fans. He's fun on Twitter. He's an incredible actor. Um, it, it just looks great. And I love that they have chemistry, right? These, these two actors already have spent time together in a difficult shoot as the way I understood it, that um, Game of Thrones were, were difficult sets to be on, not because of the talent involved, but just the environment and the atmosphere and sure. where you were working. Um, I'm not and I sure imagined...
1: either of them actually had any interaction. There I thought they were characters... on the same...
0: Uh, no, but I thought they were on the same season together. I could be
1: wrong. Same season, but I, I imagine different. wildly different places in, in Europe right. that they were, you know, one one in Croatia and the other in, you know, s- you know snowy wherever they shoot that. Yeah,
0: that's probably right. But uh, anyway, I'm super excited i think they're going to knock it out of the park and the talent and crew behind this show seems seems it seems incredible and again yeah we're past the point of like picking up uh copies of wizard and being like fan casting and it was always just like what real person looks like this comic book character and i think trickster your point was great about the mcu a lot of those actors did not look like photo uh realistic versions of the characters in the comic books but because those actors embodied those characters so much they do now you know, see them like now as those characters Samuel so. L. Jackson is Fury uh the Eidos. well that
1: came from the comics Samuel L. Jackson as Fury was was Ultimate. Brian Hitch yeah Brian Hitch and right. the ultimate's drawing him as as Fury and, but yes and but everybody else it. is the is applicable
0: and now with the Avengers game it's like they don't look like the people in the comic and it's like no they do they don't look like the people in the movies who are now the people in the comic so i think this is great um and hopefully you know productions are safe and uh we can see these things soon
2: what i hope about this most is um the more we get into video games and comics and such being put into big roles and when it comes to movies and tv shows that the dc universe gets their stuff together a little bit like sure we got wonder woman we had henry cavill as uh superman but there's been some major letdowns over here we've had Batfleck uh but overall i want some things to jump out at us when it comes to tv shows and when like titans hasn't been that really that great like it's there kind of a little bit um i'm just hoping that we can start to get on this track where dcu can find out what they want to do because their animated shows are amazing like they're yeah. incredible they're up there with the ncu it's just it's fallen a little bit flat except for like the dark knight trilogy um and then some of the older shows from the 90s because they did kind of pave the way for good movies like we had our tim burton batman movies in the past and whatnot um, so I'm hoping DC Universe kind of learns from all this stuff too and uh, grows with everybody because I-, I want some more DC comics on my big screen TVs.
1: Yes, I think you make a great point about the animated versions though. They are, they are, the, if you're interested in DC, you know, fully fleshed out, moving instead of static on a page, that's the place to get it as far as I'm concerned. Um, anyway, but yeah, I think this is exciting. I think it's exciting for video game fans that video games now are are not the... We don't assume they're going to be horrible. It sounds like there's a chance these these both could be really, really excellent. So I'm looking forward to them. Um Some other news I want to hit before we get off of it. One of the things that happened this week is we got a final release date, or hopefully final release date, for Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart, which is really the first big exclusive playstation 5 first party game finally Uh, yes uh launch window they said launch window now we hear june 11th which that's a pretty big window as far as windows go
0: if it's it's a beautiful home (laughs) floor to ceiling windows (laughs) Uh, ceiling it's not quite a
2: far cry window which we were looking at earlier far cry (laughs) 6 was delayed and it said anywhere between april 2021 and march 2022 that's
1: yeah that's that's an even (laughs) larger window that's a but yeah, that's uh, that's uh, panorama window. Uh, this, you know, but the console came out in November and now launch window June 11th. I think, A, that's a long time to wait for the first big exclusive to a console, I think, from a first party. I, I don't know if that's ever happened before. And, well, I guess that's not technically an exclusive. I mean, you I'd can play say Souls and Souls. Spider-Man, you can play on PlayStation 4, though. Oh, um, sure, yeah anyway i think this is really does mark the first like big fresh not a remake game coming from sony that's like that only can be possible on playstation 5 it's a long time after the game the console has released but also a lot of people still can't get those consoles so i wonder if that has something to do with they don't want to put it out too soon because they got to get that install base up what do you think about this tricks are you excited for Russian and clank rift apart I'm
2: excited. One, because uh, when it comes to genres, um, this type of genre really hasn't appealed to me in the past. But Ratchet and Clank, I've heard a lot of good stuff about. So this is like the game that, like, I'm putting all my hopes and dreams on when it comes to the platformer, puzzle platformer, action adventure game. Um, One, it looks beautiful. Two, it's coming from a uh, company that I love, Insomniac Games. Especially after the Spider-Man franchise, like I fully trust them now for any game. They're gonna get the next five games they release. I'm buying because of Spider-Man. Yeah. um so this one is going to be one that i'm going to give a, a lot of love to and play uh also lana who's been a guest on this stream uh, a lot for you guys or your dlc um she's into ratchet and Clank like crazy and is always like play it please you gotta play this game <laughs> uh so i'm excited for that and then secondly i want to use my ps5 like yeah. i spent forever trying to get a ps5 i actually had to have a stream viewer help me out he got it and then sent it to me and all i've played on it is spider-man like yeah. Demon's Souls is there, but I'm waiting for a friend to get a PS5. He's been trying every day for the last three months. Um, so I'm ready for something that I can just kind of sink my teeth into besides the Astro game that came out, was which was a like nice preview of what the controller in the game and the console can do. Uh, and finally, just let it just unleash its capabilities. Yeah. Um, so I agree with you. Watch it and Clank coming out. I, it needs to come out sooner. I'm ready for it. Give it to me because I'm excited for it. And I want to finally give this franchise a chance.
1: I think you're going to love it. I mean, the Russian Clinton games are so much fun, so pure fun, really, really, just concentrated fun. I think you're going to love it, and and this one just looks so gorgeous, and this rift mechanic just seems bonkers. Um, But Christian, what do you think about this launch window business? Can we do we need to retire the phrase launch window because this doesn't? It seems like straining at the definition of that term.
0: Yeah, I'd have. I'd have to guess that this wasn't the original plan when they announced launch window timing for this, right? I, I feel like we are still in such a time in the world where everything is moving. Um, so you're
1: saying it was delayed. Chuck another st- one up for the <laughs> Meister. What did we decide my nickname was? I don't remember.
0: Um, I thought we decided it's called this game. Didn't have a release date announced, so it can't be delayed. Delayed. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it does. As I was sitting here looking at at my ps5 i think my ps5 was more looking at me because it's still so very big um it, <laughs> so it, it hasn't it, shrunk in the last it has, two months it has not <laughs> it it just, stands well, it's there. not that it looks I mean, you we're, down we're almost on month five right is march i guess we're, it's we're month four
2: Yeah, november december january february yeah we're, we're still wa- in
0: february buddy i know but so we're month four Th- that's a long time like at the end of
1: uh, november so the, december yeah. january middle of february we're two and a half months
0: Okay, well, time is a black hole, especially uh, right now, where it's like, yeah, man, this lockdown seemed really long. Oh, it's been a year. That that is a long time. Also, what did I do yesterday? I don't remember. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, you know, there haven't it hasn't felt like there have been a lot of great games driving these consoles, but like you both said, getting these consoles is super problematic and, and it's difficult. But also also, they're selling about the pace as the prior gen so it's it's like everybody wants them and and there aren't enough of them but as many people have them as they did prior gen releases of consoles so it just takes a while for these install bases to build up um all of that rambling to be said i'm very excited for ratchet and clank june feels a long time from now but i'd rather them take the time they need have people be safe and and make this game instead of trying to rush it out to hit some arbitrary pre-launch definition of, of when this game was going to come. I also think it's
2: necessary for them to have the time to develop these games because the PS4, especially in the year 2018, just delivered when it came to single-player experiences. And everyone now is expecting that quality. Mm. Um, so even though it is going to be out in June, I am echo what uh, the Spice Man said here, is I want to allow them to have the time to finish this game and give us an amazing product. And I think they yeah. will. Like, I, I'm totally okay with that.
1: Yeah, I, I think I definitely agree with all that. I wonder how much of this was, let's get the install base a little bit sure. bigger before this game even hits. Uh, I, I wonder how much of that. But either way, I'll be there June 11th with bells on, ready to play Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. I'm so excited for that game. So, And what a deal for Sony to pick up Insomniac for, what, like 200 Plus million dollars, like that is a bargain for what they've been delivering to this console. Like already, like you know, with between Spider Man and this, it's it's all Insomniac as far as I'm concerned. Speaking of, did you see the prices on those games? Is that is that the
2: standard? I kind of just buy games now. Don't even think about it. Seventy dollars for a standard edition, eighty dollars for the deluxe. It is
1: standard now. Okay. Yeah, that's right. the new the new normal is seventy dollars instead of sixty.
0: Yeah, I think because oh, there shit. haven't been a lot of these next gen releases, people have forgotten that, and it did seem like it. And like, this is coming, and you can pre order now. And everybody's like, "Yay!" Oh wait, um, <clears throat> mm.
1: yeah. yeah. How how much is it? Again? Hard to swallow. Yeah, it gets a little closer to hundred bucks a game. You're like. I'm starting to round up now, you know, <laughs> in my mind. Uh, all right. Well, let's get to the games that we have been playing with the playlist.
3: All
1: right, Trixler, I know you've been playing a lot of stuff, but I want to talk about a game that both you and Christian have been playing. And it seems like it's the game of the moment. Mm-hmm. Valheim. Tell me about that.
2: It's actually uh, an incredible little game, which at first you you wouldn't think it was good-looking. You you log into it, and I don't want to say it's ugly. It's just not charming at first, and that charm grows on you, especially when you get into the world. Uh, I think they went the route they went, because it's, it's more of a defined art style. Um, but you jump into it, and one of the great things about Valheim is the moment that you log into this world where um, you are in these... I think it's Norse mythology, uh, I believe. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. a Viking, basically, is what I do. I just run around I say I'm a Viking. Uh, you hit a tree, and then you level up instantly. And that suddenly just puts you on this entire track of like, oh my god, I gotta level everything up. And then you find out you can build, and there's a little bit of uh, everything. There's something for everyone. Um, for me, I like building and uh, trying the boss fights, which you wouldn't think was in the game. Uh, but wh- what about the game for you, Mr. Spicer? What's the play for you?
0: Yeah, so I'll, I'll back it out. I mean, I feel like everybody has heard about this, but in case you haven't, uh, I'll try to zoom out to the forest a little bit. Valheim mm-hmm. is a new survival game that launched on Steam in early access and kind of took the world by storm. I believe it's already sold uh, a good chunk over a million copies. Yep. And it is, you know, you can picture Rust or that style of game, but all of the corners have been rounded. And I I mean that to me in a very good way where and it's up on my Twitch right now, which is twitch.tv slash Um, I played for like two hours with uh, Lana and Chris Bergman and JP. And we, it, it's meant to be co-op. Like you can play solo, but up to 10 people in a, in a world at a time. And none of uh, did one of us die. Like maybe one of us died once and we took down the first boss and we, you know, we had these fun adventures and in rust, you know, I'm dying a lot. You know, it's like, you get hungry, you die. You're cold, you die. You try to swim, you die. And, and Valheim, it's like, you're hungry. Well, now everything's a little harder, but you don't die. You're, you're cold. Okay. Well, you're a little slower, but you don't die. Um, It's really kind of rounded and smooth those edges, which I think makes it this fun, you know, where you can have these in moment gameplay, magical experience where, uh, Lana and I were trying to chase down this deer And it took us like 15 minutes and and the thing gets away. Uh, And it's just, you know, the most epic, silly, dumb little adventure we're on. Meanwhile, we take down the boss in like two minutes. And it's like, what getting this one deer was way harder. Like what a silly, funny thing. And like building the boat and going exploring. So it's got all of those survival elements, plus uh, what survival games have as well, but also like the Minecrafty elements of crafting, building, getting your workbench, building your house, um terraforming the world and as you mentioned the art style it is like a ps2 style graphics i would say early ps2 but with pretty lighting it's not ray traced real-time lighting but like really beautiful cool lighting as the sunset comes up and it descends into night or storms roll in so it's kind of got this uh very compelling art style where it isn't as bland as an old ps2 game but also feels kind of like a a nice warm blanket for games. it's very whimsical, magical almost it's like
2: you look up to the ceiling and you see it this huge tree above you and you feel like you're in this magical world and you're you're there to uncover it and be a part of it
1: yeah i don't understand i could name a half a dozen games like this the forest conan exiles uh um, no man's sky. I i mean, there's like it, the list goes on and on. This is a very crowded genre with some very high profile games in it that you can play together. I mean, even um, um, uh, the 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 ship game, the Xbox exclusive uh, CFCs. rares, CFCs. What? CFCs. CFCs. even that, even that is kind of offering a similar experience. So I have what thought. about this game seems to have caught on? I don't is it just that it's a little bit rounded edges? Is that really the entire reason it's, it's it's kind of the game things. of the moment?
0: Three things. Rounded edges. Um and trickster, I'm curious what you agree or disagree with. Rounded and edges. two things, but you got three, so let's do <laughs> <hear> yours first. <laughs> <laughs> a nostalgic, I guess four. A nostalgic art but style. I guess there's five things. Guess, you one more than trickster things. One more than trickster things. Um rounded edges, a nostalgic art style. Lockdown is still very real and people are looking for these communal experiences to play and streaming oftentimes pushes to new experiences for audiences to kind of gravitate around. Um, And the last one is this game has a little more structure than some of those and that there I'm not there, but there are bosses that you go fight and defeat. And there's a thing that you can be doing and working toward where a lot of times, because of these other games are more difficult to survive. That is the only thing.
1: Right. Valheim gives you
0: something to work toward. In my opinion.
1: It's interesting. So it's kind of, it's kind of uh, survival meets MMO a
0: bit. A little bit. Yeah.
1: That's
2: what really stands out to me is how progression is baked into the game. A lot of these other games that we're talking about, the progression is baked in the knowledge that you find out. So you're running around, you figure out how to put things together, and now you suddenly have a gun, so therefore you're stronger. In this game, you have basic stats, as I was mentioning earlier, that kind of progresses with you, so you suddenly get better at running. You get better at uh, jumping, which is so funny to say. Like, I'm jumping level 7, but like that jumping level 7 is actually a big deal. Suddenly it doesn't cost so much on your stamina, so you can run further distances, you can get to certain places. So your character becomes a part of the world as you progress through it, as it would be like an MMO. Um, so you naturally feel stronger just because you've existed in this world, which I think makes it more calming than the hardcore sense of, like, you need to go break down barrels, find scrap, build a weapon. Then you suddenly have to defend yourself because you've built out a perfect infrastructure because there's PvP in a game. Right, right. This game has PvP, but you have to click into it. It's more of a PvE uh, environment where you build towns with your other nine friends. Everything is fun. Like, me my friends, we spent my first day three and a half hours building a bridge. And it was the most difficult bridge I've ever built in my life. But I love <laughs> that bridge. And I, I checked it from every angle. I had that cool sunlight coming in. And we walked together across it at the end. We suddenly crossed across water without having to level our uh, swim skill because there is a swim skill in the game. So we're like, ah, we just beat the game mechanics because we built this awesome building. Um, so you get to become a tribe. And then, if you want to progress, the natural progression of the game is going through the PVE and fighting bosses. Once you beat a boss, you unlock other equipment, which allows you to move deeper into this magical forest. Um, so, I think, as mentioned by um, the, the Spice Man, I keep saying Spice Man today. I don't know why I'm giving this this it's new so tag, up, baby. The
3: one way to do it early in the morning and that's uh, with the spice? You Let's do it. Like, oh, the problem man. is if
1: you say his, if you say his name three times, he appears. That's the uh. problem. I'm down with it.
2: Um But yeah, it really allows you to just move forward and be in a calm environment. And the second part is that calm environment is echoed by the music in this game. A lot of the music that is in a lot of these survival games is kind of like, you've been dropped in, here's a micro queue, okay, now you just go do your thing and run around. There's nothing to back you up. There's a calming sense Uh, throughout the entire game with continuous music that is uh, charming it it builds you into the world and i think that makes people that aren't as hardcore into these games that are like trying their best to survive and defeat everyone on the on the server just be able to sit down and enjoy it and it's come at a time where we're in a lull of games right now we need things to play um so this huge survival open up in game that allows to you to cater how you want the experience just fits perfectly with a lot of people right now i think it's just a another perfect release for a perfect game at a perfect time
1: it does sound like that idea of adding bosses into a survival game was a pretty inspired notion because like you said having something to work toward for me you know i've played all of these i played arc and you know the list goes on and on um and at a certain point, it does feel a little meandering. Like it, it's wonderful to get on with my friends and decide decide what we're going to do. Okay, we're going to create a big building or we're going to work towards some goal that we have decided is a goal. Yeah. But it's cool to have the game say, okay, here are the big signpost goals, right? You have to be this powerful to take down this thing and you have to work together to take it down. I definitely motivated in MMOs to do that. I love that progression. I love working up to be- beating a boss so marrying those two concepts together seems really answers the question for me of like why people have been playing this because i looked at the screenshots it's like i'm not interested in playing that yeah it does not Um, look like something you would play at all Uh, but i'm glad to hear you guys are digging it um uh, christian do you think you're gonna stick with it and and play more or was it kind of a one-time hanging out with friends thing
0: i want to play more i want to play more with friends so it's that difficulty of adulting of finding time of like when we can all sign in to play again but it was super fun even the first time i played uh probably talked about it on the show before i have a hard time falling asleep so the first time i loaded it up i ended up. i was like i'll check it out everybody's talking about it and i played solo for a good 30 45 minutes i had no clue what i was doing because it is kind of that uh early minecraft stage of the game and trickster i think we mentioned this off air but like the internet's gonna internet so people have yeah. figured out everything but it's not like here's the official guide necessarily. I was like, what's happening? Have I saved? What am I doing? How do I, I have rock. What is rock for? And it's like, it doesn't show you everything. It's not super obvious what to do. You know, it wants you to explore and experience the world. And so it was fun solo, but I definitely want to keep playing with, you know, with the crew and get people together. And hopefully it becomes a, a regular game night. It is, it's just such a good time. And I think Trickster's point about the music is great. It is, it just lulls you into like, Oh, it's been four hours?
2: <laughs> yeah, it's right. one of those games. Speaking to another point as well, I think it nails the, the board game group feeling, which is where you have a group of like four to ten people, and you, you're just there to hang out, and you're working towards a goal normally, or maybe playing against each other. I don't know what you do with your board game nights. Uh, but it's more <laughs> of a, a a calming community feeling. Um, another thing with the, these Rust servers or Arc servers or whatever, these other survival games, is it's got 60 to 90 people playing on these servers as well. So right. you can actually break off into different groups, and that causes hostility. But this game says pick nine of your friends and survive together. And that I think brings you together a little bit more and allows you just kind of just enjoy the moment rather than trying to compete with everybody. uh, Which I think is another big win for it.
1: That's a great point. That's a great point. Cause I definitely have felt that on big servers where you're like, ah, I got to keep up with the Joneses or I Mm got to, there's danger from other people or uh, all of that stuff. It doesn't feel as, you know, all for one, one for all with, that you might find on a a smaller group of folks like this that's that's a good uh, good point
0: and because of um, that you could there's safety bringing your character into somebody else's world yeah. or sort. it's like unless yeah. you, you know you know them so it's kind of like an animal crossing like make them a best friend because if you do they're going to come in and mess up your island <laughs> <laughs> if right. you're it's like oh trickster's playing okay does he have uh uh friendly fire on okay no yeah okay i know this is going to be i'll bring my cool character over run around, show some things that I can do, play around, hang out, and then I can bring my character back to my world. And it's not, I'm going to lose this character in this Rust world forever. And it's been thousands of (laughs) hours of my life. Yeah.
1: Uh, All right, before we get to the rest of your playlist, Trixler, let's talk about our second sponsor, which is Third Love. Hey, you know, Valentine's Day is come and gone, but you still have a chance. Uh, If there is a woman in your life, or if you are a woman, And you need a new bra. Treat yourself. Treat your loved one. My wife absolutely loves her third love bras. They are designed to be the perfect fit. And the truth is, so many women are wearing ill-fitting bras because the process of purchasing a bra is ridiculous. I have never done it uh, personally, but it is by all accounts, broken, Third Love has fixed it. They have the perfect fit promise and they stand behind their products. If you don't love your Third Love bra, you can exchange it and return it for free for 60 days. Even if you end up returning the bra, which chances are you're going to love the bra anyway. But if you, if you decide to return it, they actually wash it And give it to women in need. It's pretty amazing. It's a wonderful way your conscience can be clear, even if you find yourself not perfectly happy. But chances are you will be. My wife now has multiple third love bras. She absolutely enjoys their high quality, comfy styles. And the thing that they do is they have this fit finder quiz. It's a very simple, just a few questions. It takes uh, about 60 seconds. And you find your perfect fit. Fit Because most women aren't sure about their sizes, over 15 million women have taken the quiz to date, which means they've perfected it, giving women the perfect fit. You can identify your breast size and shape to find styles that fit your body. It matters a lot when finding the good fit. And all of these bras are quite comfortable. They've got memory foam, no slip straps, and scratch-free bands I don't even know what any of that is. My wife just tells me these are the only bras she wants to wear. So that's why I'm happy to recommend it to you. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they're offering listeners of DLC 10% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash DLC now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 10% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash DLC for 10% off today. All right, Trixler, what else is on your playlist?
2: Uh, I got a few games that I've been jumping around between, so I'll talk about them real quick, and you guys can ask questions if you want. Uh, Mortal Kombat 11 is actually incredible. I, I know it's a bit of a gory, brutal game um, that we all know about, but hey, it's arcade Um Mortal Kombat 11 actually delivered for me, because um, I actually play or watched my parents play Mortal Kombat 1 and 2. Like I was actually young enough for all that kind of stuff what to your watch. Parents them play played? It. Oh my god. Yeah, they actually played it and uh, <laughs> uh, and I enjoyed watching it as a kid, obviously, in Blood and Guts. Oh cool. Uh, and then I watched the first two movies and then I haven't touched Mortal Kombat since then. I remember there was like a spiel on N64 and PlayStation, never really got into it. This game um not to spoil anything but it goes through all the history of all the other Mortal Kombat 11 games and then kind of rewrites it a little bit and so it's a perfect time to get into the Mortal Kombat world and it's actually incredible it's like playing uh watching a movie with you fighting in between the scenes and it's super fun so I highly recommend it if you want to check out that kind of stuff Um,
0: uh sorry just quickly on this friend of the show Sean Kittleson uh and then also play 10 because I mean it's weird now if you've But ten all ten retcons all of the first ones, Um, and then eleven starts like the new story of it. But yes, absolutely incredible game, and that's so fun. I love it. I was I was surprised at how much fun I had. It was an absolute blast, and it's a good like fifteen
2: hours of content with the DLC. Like it's totally it's it's high tier. It's I, I still can't believe how amazing it was uh and then i finally am now 400 years late to this among us craze i started getting into it with like sheriff mods and proxy mods it's it's a lot of fun so if you guys are still playing that and you want to play with me feel free to invite me because i want to play with people uh and then star wars battlefront 2 i have gotten back into because epic had it be free last week uh yeah you still have to download the Origin Launcher, which uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to flame it here, but I kind of hate that launcher <laughs> a lot. Uh, it's kind of one of the barrier entries to me playing Star Wars Battlefront 2, but it's still a fun, good game. For like an hour to two hours at a time, the development team that worked on it after the whole EA Reddit uh, fiasco where the game just got blown up, specifically so because of loot boxes and uh, all the money they were trying to pull from us. Uh, now that the game does not have that stuff. It's all built in. Uh, progression is in the game now. Um, they finally just completely made it a game that you can play without spending any money whatsoever. It is a fun experience that captures star Wars perfectly. And I highly recommend it for anyone that just wants to have a night out with 20 on 20. You get to be Darth Maul and you go against symmetry. It's incredibly fun and you got to try. It. I don't know if you guys have played it before.
1: Um, oh, but, back when it was released. Yeah. I haven't mm-hmm. played in a long time, but this is another example of those games that launch poorly. People get all upset. And then later on, you know, the the teams keep chugging away, chugging away, yeah. chugging away. And now there's some kind of some good sentiment around them.
2: Yeah, it's gotten to the point where the development team is done. Um, They might have some updates here and there regarding balance, but they are now down to a skeleton crew. But the work yeah. they put in for the last year and a half is warranted and it's worth your time. I just wanted to point that out for anybody for that their eye on it.
1: It's interesting because I, I think this week, evidently, uh, according to uh, I, uh, some report, Uh, EA was going to make a decision on whether they were going to continue to support Anthem Mm -hmm. uh, at all, whether they were just going to kind of let that game die or if they were going to put out that big update that they've been talking about that was going to revamp the game. Uh, And I think, you know, Star Wars Battlefront 2, obviously a much bigger IP, maybe a little more skin in the game, maybe a, a little more incentive for them to keep working on it than it would be with Anthem, which is an original IP. But I think it's proof that, you know, if they're allowed to continue to iterate and continue to support these games and fix the things that folks don't like they can eventually arrive at a product that's pretty fun to play and i i certainly hope they continue to work on anthem well i guess we'll find out soon but interesting um anything else
2: yeah so these are the games that i actually love and wanted to talk about auction not included i don't know if you guys have ever played auction not included but I stumbled upon it last year in 2020. I think it came out in 2019. And they recently just put out a DLC that's kind of streamlining the entire experience and um, making it more fun for rocket gameplay. Uh, But the idea is that you spawn these clones in the middle of this huge asteroid, and you have to find a way to survive with them and dig your way out. And uh, it's kind of like a 2D setup. Um, It's incredibly fun it will take your brain and make it very wrinkled so if you have smooth brain (laughs) syndrome like myself your brain will get grow wrinkles playing this game i'm not lying to you you have to deal with science you have to deal with heat you have to deal with electricity plumbing all this stuff but what's so great about it is the cutesy approach that they go with it um i think clay entertainment does wonderful stuff they did don't start together uh ninja game in the past as well um, they do a really good job of presenting games and making them fun and having a lot of baked difficulty into it that isn't overwhelming at a first glance. Yeah. Uh, and Not Included really delivers on that front and it has DLC coming out. And I just want to push this game because I think everyone should be playing it. I'm surprised not everyone has picked it up because of how easy it is to play and then how hard it can become if you allow it to be something that you want to learn and really dig your fingers into. It's just such a great game for putting hours into. I discovered it, I think, around october last year and i have over 130 hours into it and that's pretty crazy for me because i I variety screen i jump all over the place with games like five to eight hours at a time and this game has caught my attention just like don't starve together so i have not
1: played this i it's too bad this episode will come out after the steam lunar festival or lunar uh sale is over it was half off during the lunar sale on steam so you could have gotten it for 13 bucks or less than 13 bucks uh, oxygen not included. Yep. Not I've not played this. Uh, it Please looks like something I would dig. Let me buy this
2: game for you. I'm not <laughs> kidding. It makes me so happy to buy this game for people, and they come back and you know what? It's a pretty okay game. Like that gives me a happiness. Uh, also, Clay always does sells. Like yeah. if it's not on sale right now, wait a couple of weeks. And with this DLC constantly being iterated on, because they're not done with it yet, it's an early access DLC. Um, they're still adding more programs and more technology and whatnot. Uh, I'm sure that they're going to have a major sale once the DLC is completed. So.
0: Is this um, keep the it same on your wish list? Is this
2: the
1: same devs as Don't Starve? Is that
0: yes? Don't Starve together, same devs, Clay Entertainment. So is their next game like We Out of Water or like what are we looking <laughs> at? Here?
1: Don't Starve, oxygen not included. Somebody please, I'm parched over here. <laughs> <laughs> I need
0: yeah, I, yeah.
1: When I pulled the, I spit. can't, I can't blink. Next next game is called I Can't Blink. I actually <laughs> went to go
2: answer your question because I didn't catch the joke at first. No, it's Griffiths coming out. That
0: was a pretty good joke. <laughs> when, I, when I pulled the screenshot just for stream for this, I watched some video, and it seems like it really strikes that nice balance of like calm but chaotic, if that mm-hmm. makes sense, where it's like it does. everything's going to plan. We're having so much. Oh, no! not like this that's exactly (laughs) it actually you'll be playing thinking you're in a good
2: spot and the next thing you know your polluted water gets into your water system and suddenly your characters are eating polluted food and getting sick poisoning and vomiting everywhere and you're like oh what would i do wrong and then you have to figure out how to restart (laughs) and (laughs) fix it all like i love that type of game like uh roguelites and things like that where you kind of learn stuff as you go and then start off the beginning and then try to make sure you put out the fire before the fire starts and this game captures that gamely perfectly like this and hades were my favorite game to play wow. in
1: 2020 oxygen not included uh grab it sounds like sounds like a grab it uh but i can't let you leave Trixler without talking about little nightmares 2 oh god i'm so happy with this game uh so you've
2: played little nightmares one right you both have yes i have yeah did you play it i Just have didn't... not it was one of those okay. games
0: that's like i need to play this
2: um, these games kind of fall into the category for me of like Limbo, Inside they're side-scrollers with just presentation just push to the max, they are there yeah. to put you into the moment, atmosphere is what they do well and uh, I was nervous about Little Nightmares too, because I felt like Little Nightmares, the first one that came out was just like a, a really awesome experience, but I didn't know if they could replicate that kind of like how I was scared of Ori and the Blind Forest 2, uh, Ori and the Will of the Wisp and they delivered on that game, by the way Uh, Little Nightmares 2 has taken everything that I enjoyed about Little Nightmares 1 and then just exceeded my expectations beyond belief. It's gotten creepier. They've added a little bit of combat in as well. Um, They have made it to where you are walking through a vent and you're scared for your life to get out of that vent. Um, And more interactions uh, just in general, which has made me very, very excited to push this title. Because Little Nightmares 1 was one of my favorite platformers to ever play. Uh, in the last few years of playing platforms. It's like Ori for me, Inside, and then Little Nightmares, and then nothing else comes close, really, when yeah. it comes to catching atmosphere. Yeah. Um, and this game has been delivering. I've been doing about an hour and a half chunks at a time, and I think I'm about seven hours, and I don't even think I'm near the end of the game. Like, they wanted to really make sure that they put their foot in the ground when it comes to making these type of games. And uh, you guys got to pick it up every single one. Also, hats. There's hats for everybody. Everyone loves hats in video games. <laughs> you got to get those hats. You got to get them. Uh
1: i uh I've heard very good things about little nightmares too from others as well and uh I don't know i mean the 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 whole like it, it's even scarier than the first one to me uh dissuaded me a bit from jumping on it but uh hearing how how effusive you are about the game makes me I don't want to say scary that.
2: in terms of the sense of, like, it goes in the way of, like, gore, Resident Evil. Right. Scary in the sense that
1: the characters... are like really scary.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, scary in the characters that, like, if you were a child, it's like, wow, this, this person that I have to face off against, what is their goals? Like, it terrifies you of what they're trying to do. And I think they, they nailed that entire aesthetic.
0: Yeah, my five year old is uh, terrified of it, but I'm going to make her finish. It's like you started it. You're, no, just oh, my God. God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That's good. That's just good parenting, Christian. You know, see yeah. it through to the end. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> little Nightmares 2. Uh, very, very cool. Christian Spicer, what's on your playlist?
0: We talked Valheim. There's one. I'm going to talk some Warzone for a little bit. And then, Jeff, there's a game that we've both been playing that uh, I'll pitch to you first and then I can chime in. But I jumped back into uh, Warzone Stream Some with um GPD uh, a couple days ago for when you're listening to this um so you can still find that up on my Twitch as well um one i still am awful at this game two i love and i think we've talked about it some in regard to Fortnite but i i love the narrative and world building that um i, I don't even want to call them battle royales but like ugh live service free-to-play shooters are doing with like apex and their new season and how they're bringing characters back um valorant and have when they introduce their new characters in warzone even for a game that isn't narrative heavy for kind of how they lean on the nostalgia of that franchise that's been going forever right i mean it feels like it's been what 15 years since call since four right like Mm. i'm like four is kind of the start of the new genre of cod but that was already the fourth i think fifth if you count those are like brothers and whatever it was there's a lot of them but i I really love how call of duty leans into its recent nostalgia and then goes back and picks up other characters and and they are still doing this world building within the game and so what what cheapy and i played it's i think it was new in december so not brand new um but it's the um, um trio's playlist of resurgence on rebirth island which is a smaller map maybe it's newer than december it's newish to the game i think it's still only available playing in threes but you're able to respawn until you get to the final circle um and at that point then it kind of goes back to more traditional battle royale moments which i'll be honest we never made it there so i'm not quite sure what happens um but it's a smaller map and it's much faster. It it feels like a really cool mix of traditional old school, like modern warfare style, multiplayer speed and size map with this battle royale component that they've added to it where you respawn and you drop into the map and your parachutes out and your boots on the ground versus in the bigger war zone style I'm able to go minutes without seeing anybody. You know, we're going after this bounty, we're going to go do this thing, we're going to go find this, explore this area, and if you want, you can avoid people. And um resurgence really brings you into the fight and because it has respawns, it doesn't seem as punishing in terms of like uh oh, do we want to go? I don't have a good gun. I don't want to go get into this fight. It's like, no, there's a group over there. Here we go. And let's find out what happens. And it's a 30 second, I believe it's 30 second timer. Um, so there still is some risk reward, right? If your whole squad gets taken out, you're done. But if you're able, one person's able to stay alive, it's that 32nd clock until they come back. And we had a moment when we were playing when I was the only person in our group alive. And she'd be like, just stay in there, stay in there, stay in there. Five, four, I'm almost back. Three, two, wham. And I got killed. <laughs> it was just like that fun stress of the moment of like, I'm good. Yeah. There's nobody around here. You're going to be back in a minute. And then we're right back in the middle of this thing and then out. So I, I really love seeing, um, Again, I think Call of Duty is a franchise that could really rest on its laurels. And it's kind of like we talked about Battlefront. This game keeps getting better. Um, and they keep putting in the work to make it the behemoth it is. Tons of problems with cheaters. So I'm not going to ignore that. Like, There's work to be done. But a, a really fun game that I think is worth checking out again i know it's 100 gigs of hard drive space (laughs) but um if you haven't played warzone in a while there's a there's a lot to like and a lot of other modes and, and gameplay styles to play very cool yeah call of duty warzone yeah why don't you uh take us over to uh my favorite 3d world
1: yeah, yeah, Super Mario 3D World came out on Switch uh, alongside Bowser's Fury, which I guess is the, the new bit of content or the new spin on this Wii U game that I played through on Wii U. Um, I'll be honest with you, Christian, I picked this up because of my son, uh, because he has been obsessed with the uh, Super Mario 3D Land on 3DS, we, uh, I, I sort of, I think I mentioned on the show before I, I bequeathed my, my 3ds to my son. Uh, he's been in, in, you know, in 20 minute screen time chunks, uh, basically every day in the morning he wakes up. He's like, daddy, can I use up my screen time for today? I want to play 3ds. So he has been getting better and better. He's four years old, blowing me away with his ability to play, uh, super Mario 3d land. Uh, but he's, you know, we together, we completed that game. He's been going back and you know, there's all kinds of crazy stuff that opens up. Cosmic Mario opens up, with which blew his mind. <laughs> uh, and, you know, now some of the mushrooms that pop out are purple, so they're bad for you. Daddy, daddy, there's bad mushrooms now. Um, anyway, so he's been going back and replaying the levels over and over and over again. Because as a kid, you can play the same level 400 times and still want to. Um, so I, fi- I figured, you know, what a perfect setup for this new game that's come out. I'll blow his mind, we'll be on Switch, and we can play together. And that's been the real hook is daddy puts it on the big screen and we play together and he can pick, you know, he likes playing as Toad. uh, But daddy has to play as Mario because Mario has to be involved. It's just, you know, he's not going to play as him. That's the rules. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And uh, we've been having so much fun. I mean, this is a fantastic platformer. Boy, it looks great on Switch. I mean, it really looks beautiful in that Mar- in that you know Nintendo way of it's you know it's not it's not meta human unreal engine 5 <laughs> people but it, it the it, vibrant beautiful great lighting it doesn't look like a last gen game at all um and you know i i the cat suit was a big hit with the kid like blowing his mind we can play you have cat suit mario and those levels are fantastic and the 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 vocabulary of the game i think is much clearer to my kid and to me, frankly, than Odyssey. You know, I think Odyssey was an interesting step forward, but the vocabulary of that world is a little muddled to me, and is why I, I hold Odyssey sort of lower in regard than a lot of other Mario games. This is classic Mario vocabulary, where you know you're on an overworld map, you're selecting which which one to go to next. You jump into that world. It, you you have optional stars to collect that are harder to find uh you you have a midpoint flag all of that stuff that was already present in 3D land that my son now understands as the vocabulary of, of that play style uh translates perfectly so it's been a, like a one to one the only really new addition in the in Mario World 3D world is these toad levels which got spun off into its entire own game but are those rotating you know, you play as a little spelunker toad, and you have to—you don't get a jump anymore. You have to walk up ramps and find stars, and in order to get out, completely baffled my son. He does not didn't like it, didn't enjoy that, doesn't understand the rotation of the map. All of that is 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 a new uh, impediment to him. Not a, not a fan
0: of those levels, but and just everything clear- else. Quickly, that, when you said new, it's new to 3D World versus 3D Land. Like those levels yes. were in the Wii U version of 3D World. The right, new right, right, for right, this right. game News. is Bowser's I'm 3D.
1: comparing it to 3D Land, which is useless to 99% of our audience because I'm playing like an old 3DS game and comparing it to that. It's just been recent in my life, so that's why I'm making the comparison. But you're right, uh, not, not new to this version. If you played the, the Wii U version, I played through the entire Wii U version. I completed that game back whatever year that was. But these levels all feel fresh to me because I don't remember the details of them. Uh, and it's fun to revisit. These are fantastic platforming levels. This is a great game. And chances are, most of the people that have Switches didn't have Wii U's. Yes. Because we know the numbers on that. So I'm sure it's it, it feels new even more to those folks. So uh, yeah. easy to recommend Super Mario 3D World.
0: Yeah, I would argue that if... It is frustrating at times when Nintendo re-releases these Wii U games at $60. Um, I hear that. I really do. I would also argue that most people have not played 3D World. And so if it is a new game to you, like if you've played it, it's maybe a little harder to recommend at $60. Um, If you haven't played it, it is so easy to recommend. In my opinion, there's going to be a little like... I'm not trying to use a trick as a word of a, a slide of phrase here, a word of phrase, what I'm looking for, but I think super Mario 3d world is the best 3d version of 2d Mario. If that makes sense. Like mm. I love Odyssey. I love galaxy too. Um, but what 3d world does is it's like you said, Jeff, it embodies that classic super Mario brothers, three Mario world approach, but makes it 3d and, and plays with those conventions in really fun ways. But at the same time, it is a, Discrete level that you are playing with and like you said the vocabulary of how you explore them is is uh easier that said i almost recommend if you have the disposable income for it i almost recommend the purchase price just for bowser's fury uh we're recording this early so i have not finished it Uh, my you know regular recording time i'd probably be done with it by now i don't know if you spent any time in it jeff but it is phenomenal the fact that this is like a add-in thing and that they didn't flesh it out a teensy bit more and make it super mario 3d world 2 or something like that like it feels fresh the levels that are in there feel just as original and unique as in 3d world the addition of mega bowser is cool and like this omnipresent threat that's going to show up the storm blows in and how that changes the world when you're in it and it changes the vocabulary a little bit of 3d world where instead of discrete levels and an overmap it is an open world but again with discrete hubs so you're in this open world open map and you can kind of see all these little islands and then when you go to them that can start the experience of collecting the cat shrines i think they're called on that island but you're also not punished just for leaving it's not like right. you're out of the play area get so it's it feels both fresh but familiar for building on this 3d world experience and again i, I am blown away that it's like the pack-in <laughs> so to speak right. I, I love yeah. it not to like spoil yeah. anything but how is the uh
2: the mario versus big bowser is it like a kaiju battle overall like how how does that play out without like going too hard into spoilers
0: yeah, it's it, it's a boss battle if that makes sense. You you know they they change as you go. I'm imagining I have not like I said finished it yet, but it's you you find the way to hit him three times. Um, okay, gotcha. But it's it's really fun. So this would be uh, it happens. It can happen fairly early, but it's really cool as you become Big Mario, which is in the trailer, um, and to be walking around this open world with these little islands in it that had these things that you were just climbing on, and now you're just like stomping over. This thing that required so cool. three super jumps before. It's really cool.
2: Okay, cool. I love Kaiju Battle. So I did see that like trailer, and I've always like kept an eye on that. Um, I, I figured like it'd be a nice month to watch Godzilla versus King Kong and then play that on the side, and uh, I think that's yeah.
1: what I'm going to do. That's perfect. Have you yeah. played any of this with your daughters, Christian? Or with <laughs> anybody else?
0: Not yet, only because because of the early record time, and uh, my youngest is blasting through Pokemon Sword on her own, so she played all her game time on that, and I was like, well, I'm definitely still going to play this. Sorry, kids. Yes. This is dad screen time.
1: <laughs> I love the implementation of the uh, multiplayer. Like you can have up to four people playing through this game together all on the same map. The You know, the we're following the first player and if the camera moves away from everybody else, you turn into bubbles. Uh, is can be a little frustrating for a four-year-old to not under, really understand how that works. Um, but overall, I think it's, it's phenomenal and easy to recommend and I'm excited to get to Bowser's fury we haven't we haven't even touched that yet but I my son is obsessed with Bowser and the various iterations of Bowser in 3d land all the boss fights I, I think were very cleverly not boss fights at all it's just you run have to run past Bowser and push a button on each of the times you fight him to drop him into lava again uh, like,
0: the old, 2D yeah, like the old school ones, yeah exactly yeah. yeah. Yeah, and Bowser Fury is totally standalone too, Jeff. So if you wanted to, when your kid's asleep, you know, you can, yeah. just, you can just pop into it. Right. It's really nice.
1: Cool. So that's Super Mario 3 World on Switch, which just released. Uh, also on my playlist, uh, I finally got around to finishing the last few missions of Hitman 3. Yeah, dude, that game is extraordinary. And uh, now that I sort of grok what that franchise is about, I'm tempted to go back and play through two. It, it also because you can import that content into three, which is pretty rad. Um, I don't think it ever for me reaches the highs of mission two again, like mission two. I talked about at length on the show is the one that's basically knives out or clue.
0: It's, it's a the one John Wu directed uh, <laughs> motorcycles. It's really good.
1: <laughs> it's a, it's a parlor mystery that you participate in. It's, it's phenomenal. It's one of the best video game levels I have ever experienced. It is that good. I think it's a masterclass in game design, that second level. But all of the levels are really fascinating. There's a a level in China that is wild, that it starts in this huge city that is dark and mysterious, and it's got all these twisting turns and and alleyways. And then you get sort of underneath that city and into a secret lair, uh, which is fascinating. There's a the the final level is a giant winery which is sprawling and you, the the storyline of how you uh, complete the murder, murders or how you can complete the murders is uh, twisting and wild and
0: <laughs> I think that's the second to last. I don't, I have never said what the last level is because oh kind oh of, yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah second yes. to last
1: yeah the yes um anyway uh, it is uh it is. Changed my opinion of this franchise. Was your I, the, opinion
2: beforehand kind of poor on them? Because like I've tried a little bit of Hitman and I never got into
1: it. That's how I was. I okay. really, I, but I hadn't even really tried the last two iterations of it because I had tried Hitman way before and mm-hmm. was just like, this is not for me. I am not. Nothing about this is interesting to me. And I'd stayed away. And and I just tried this one. I was sent a code. I was like, I'll give it a shot. I know Christian's super high on it, and it. The first level, I was like, yep, this is why I don't like these games. This is exactly the feeling I don't enjoy. And then the second level, I was like, oh, my God. I understand now. It's like the the clouds parted and the the ray of sunshine hit my face. And I, I was like, I get it. I get these games now. I get what the, what the fun here is. And it is playing in that sandbox. It's them giving you this extraordinarily detailed environment with so many nooks and crannies and things to find and little bits and it's all just set up as opportunities all of the the entire thing you know for me stealth in general unless it's done in a very specific way but most stealth games i find it just to be sort of uncomfortably anxiety inducing stressful in a way that i don't really want you know i'm just like i don't want to be discovered i don't want to be discovered (laughs) that feeling doesn't doesn't feel particularly good I enjoy stealth in games where I'm using it as a, as a and as an advantage, like in the the later Assassin's Creed games, where it's like, oh, I'm using stealth because I want to use stealth right now because it makes me awesome. Um, but a lot of stealth games, it's you know that feeling of <laughs> wait, oh yeah. god, I did <laughs> oh, something been caught wrong, and it
0: resets and a black yeah. screen. nervous yeah. just hearing you do
1: that. You know, like, that's right? An that's that's <laughs> that's the sound, right? That's the that that sound epitomizes why I avoid games like that is because I just don't want to feel Nyee! you know oh no I don't want to feel that way um but what I real and Hitman has that a, a lot of that luckily you can save anywhere so you you it, like Christian says you can sort of s- save spam but more than that it becomes this like opportunity to be creative and I'm constantly impressed with how many opportunities there are to be creative. There are very obvious things that the game presents to you of like, well, this could be a fun way to murder somebody. Uh, <laughs> but there are all kinds of wild edge case options. You know, there's just, just the the amount of detail that they put into these environments, the wild places that you can discover that all seem to make sense, right? these, these more than most games, locations in Hitman 3 seem to be living breathing places. They seem to be they have an internal logic. things aren't arbitrary, everything works together and to create a a little um, little biome, a little uh, habitat that seems to actually have smart people going about their days doing things that you can then, mess with in really fun, wacky ways. And when I started approaching it like that, where it, it really is more of a puzzle game, it's more of a a sandbox than it is, how do I get through this most efficiently, right? Stealth games, my mind space tends to be, how do I get through this without causing any trouble for myself? How do I get through it as quickly as possible as without anybody noticing me? But... This game allows you to really take your time, explore, find out stuff, set things up for yourself. And once I clued into that and really relaxed into it, I had so much more fun and I grew to appreciate what these games are actually going for
0: yeah i think trickster as a you know a variety streamer as well i think this game really works for streaming it, it's kind of pitched as a narrative based game yeah but the fun and the shenanigans you can get up to in like engaging with your community as you're playing to like create your own challenges oh which reminds me i believe uh min their uh community challenges are now live in game and kind of it's funnies, unbelievable yeah kind of funnies are coming soon maybe now when you're hearing this and it is it's like literally the game kind of did that right like both awesome shows great communities but they created these challenges challenges and these things to do and they're part of the game and so you know at a big level i love that io interactive does that and and shout out to those folks at Minmax and kind of funny for awesome content that's being brought into such an incredible game but also on the micro level you can just do that with your own community. It's like, all right, what are gotcha. we going to do today? Uh, cooking instruments only? Okay, I hope I find a pan. <laughs> you know, and you can engage in the levels in really fun, controlled chaos. It's, Sounds really, like really I nice. to put a
2: little bit more time into it, because you guys, it seems like there's a moment that it just sparks, and then once it sparks, you just get really inspired to try different things.
1: I mean, honestly, second level of Hitman 3, I know I keep saying it over and over like a broken record. Is it That's the way to do it? It's so... Awesome. I mean, if you like Sherlock Holmes, if you're if you're looking forward to a Sherlock Holmes game, play mission two of Hitman Three. I guarantee you you will go crazy at the level of delivery of what that they they create an actual mystery game. Like you're playing Knives Out. If you like the Knives Out movie, it's it's Knives Out the game. It's okay. unbelievable.
0: You can I'm adding it
2: to my calendar. I will do it. Hitman can, level two. You're
0: you can gonna jump it. right into it. I'd play the training if you haven't played any of these first three trilogies, but Sometimes it's frustrating. Jeff and I were talking offline of like, where's just continue. And the game's kind of not built that way. You can load your save, but as a new player tricks are you can come in and just start on that level.
1: Okay. Yeah. And there's you can, no you gating can, at all. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty wild that they even allow that. It, it recommends. It's like, Hey, if you want to know what's going on with the story, you should probably play this first one, but um, you don't have to, <laughs> you don't have to. Yeah. You don't have to. I'm in. You sold me on it. I'm going to, I'm going to give it a try. Level two. I, honestly, it's the last thing I expected to be talking about this much this year is how much I love Hitman 3. I, I truly was uninterested uh, at all in playing it. And here I am thinking it's maybe the best game I've played all year. So it's, it's pretty cool. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. um, also, uh, I just want to mention real quick, I'm back to playing Immortals Phoenix Rising. And I'm you're probably going to hear me talk more about it over the next few weeks because I'm going to finish that game. And it is, Pure joy, pure comfort food for me. If I want to put on a game that's just going to make me feel good instantly, Immortals Phoenix Rising, I can do a few missions. I can do a a few puzzles. Mission, there's no missions. There are quests, but I can do a few. You know, I I spend uh, 20 minutes in that game and I will come out of it feeling happy. I love that game. Uh, I'm literally have created a statue of myself in the world at this point. It is a game that rewards you constantly for everything you do. Everything is fun. The world is vibrant. Every new area that I open up is really awesome and vertical and has really fascinating and cool geometry. Man, I love that game. I love it. I think it's so, so underrated. Immortals Phoenix Rising. Also, I have on, a question. Oh, go sale.
0: ahead. Is, I, I yeah. think as of right now, and maybe while you're still listening to this, it's like half off or 20-something bucks. Yeah, a steal at that price.
2: I guess my question is, is does the writing get a little better, or was I just being too judgmental? Because I started watching it, and I felt like the voice acting was kind of all over the place, and the comedy that they were trying to hit just wasn't really resonating with me. Um, I watched like an hour, hour and a half on another stream, and I was like, eh, after playing Ghost of Tsushima, eh, I think I'm going to just go ahead
1: and pass on this game. I mean, it is that throughout, right? And that is either it hits for you or it doesn't hit for you. I like it. I think it's it's goofy sort of dad joke humor. Sure. And I'm, I'm there for that. Um, some of the jokes don't land. Others of the jokes I'm genuinely tickled by. I think okay. that, I mean, there's no like guffawing, oh, this is hilarious, but it's amusing and it's fun. And I like the light tone. It, it is a departure from... Like you said, the Ghost of Sushimas of the world or the, the, numerous, almost every other game takes itself super seriously. I like games that don't because they're rarer. You know, it's, uh, it's less often do I find a game that's attempting to make me laugh. And I think this one, yes, a lot of times the jokes don't land, but I think it's charming. The There's this wonderful narration that's happening uh, throughout that I never got sick of. So I don't know. It, it, it's a taste thing right and i could One totally grows see on you. yeah i could totally see anybody going yeah those are kind of groaners nah, i'm not down for that that's totally fine for me it works and i like the fact that the game is trying for that you know there's yeah. fewer fewer games that do that so
2: i think that's the beauty in open world games is like when they find a theme and they just push it all the way through and they have the the full floor to play with that kind of stuff yeah. Um I I've been keeping my eye on that one because I have a couple other friends that really say it's amazing. Seriously, just give it your time and like it'll yes. it'll jump up to you.
1: And uh, I'm for me, it's pure joy. I jump into that game, I'm having fun instantly, I'm doing things, I feel there's no waiting around, I'm not sitting through cutscenes. Mm-hmm. it's just I'm in, I'm doing great things, I'm having fun. I like games like that, you know. Anyway. Uh, I could go on a whole rant about how you, should, uh, the way the games present themselves, like the medium really frustrated me. You brought up the yeah. medium really frustrated me because, like, what am I even doing in that game for the first two hours? You know, I'm not doing anything in that game for the first two hours. And Then finally, that game, the game arrives, but just get me into the game first. Get me into the game. Let me under- experience the game. Then unveil your grand storyline. Uh, I don't know. That's just my preference. Did you
2: get to the the finale of that game, by the way? I did not. I did not. Okay, interesting. Did you? I did. And again, I don't want to like spoil or anything, but I kind of hate how it ended. um, It's one of those open-ended, like, what happened? Did this occur or did it not occur? And what is the best way? Well, you, the player, decide. And I Mm -hmm. feel like that was a game that was so linear that you need to finish your story for me. Um, mm. so I can have the closure that I need in that game, especially yeah. about a game that deals with death, right? Like, So it kind of yeah. frustrated me how it ended, but I felt like what they were trying to do, which was obviously go back to the Silent Hill games and give you a story almost Alan Wake-like, I think they delivered on that front. I just wanted that game to just give me an ending. Let me know how it occurs.
1: Christian, um, it sounds like they didn't go all the way. They just stayed medium. <laughs> nice. No? He nailed so, it. I think you're <laughs> <I think laughs> the Trichler. first person to make that joke. W- w- actually. Trichler, if
0: you like that joke, <laughs> why why
1: do I like why do I like a motor speed It's a mystery, you know? We may never know why I enjoy that game. Uh, huh. all right. Uh let's thank our final sponsor, which is Liquid IV. Oh my gosh. I left my bottle of liquid IV in the other room. I I've been loving this stuff. Oh my gosh. Liquid IV. One of the things that I vowed to do in this year, 2021, we're more than a twelfth of the way in to 2021. It feels like a new year still, but we're we're already in it. And I have decided that I'm going to treat myself better this year. My body, you know, after 2020 of just sitting around being a mopey pants, I'm gonna I'm gonna treat myself better. I've been working out more, and part of that is staying hydrated. People don't give enough emphasis to hydration. Liquid IV has helped me stay hydrated. Why? Because drinking one serving of liquid IV provides the same hydration as drinking two to three bottles of water alone. How is that possible? How is that possible, you say? Well, allow me to answer Liquid IV uses something called CTT, which is cellular transport technology. What is that? Well, it's the optimal ratio of glucose, sodium, and potassium delivering water and nutrients into the bloodstream. So this hydrates you quicker, is more effective than just drinking water. And I feel it. I feel more energized when I, when I uh, drink my liquid IV. But the best part is... The very best part is it tastes good. It tastes good. Boy, I don't enjoy flavored water very often. (laughs) And Liquid IV is a packet that you empty into water, right? So it's just flavored water, but it actually tastes great. It has about the same amount of sugar as an apple. So, you know, you're not just pouring sugar into your water. And it tastes delicious. They have a variety of flavors. My favorite is the acai berry. Uh, They also have strawberry. They've got a lemon-lime that's delicious. Boy, I enjoy it. And I don't really like products like this very often. So the fact that I like how it tastes is huge. Grab your strawberry liquid IV or whatever other great flavor you like in bulk nationwide at Costco. They're available at Costco in bulk or you can get 25% off When you go to liquidiv.com and use promo code DLC at checkout, that's 25% off anything you order when you use promo code DLC at liquidiv.com. Get better hydration today at liquidiv.com, promo code DLC. All right. That's going to do it for this episode of DLC. Trixler, it's been awesome having you back on the show. It's always a delight to talk to you. Thank you, man. Where can we follow all the things that you do online? Well,
2: if you want to follow me, my two favorite plugs right now are my Twitch, which is my main source where you will find me at least six to eight hours a day at twitch.tv slash Trixler, T-R-I-K-S-L-Y-R. And I've recently been getting in the YouTube game. I've been on it for a couple of months now, and I'm having some decent results, but... If you're trying to find more of a specific game or specific content, like if you like Hearthstone Battlegrounds, I've actually been putting a lot of educational content out there, uh, which is one of my favorite auto chesses to play right now. Uh, you yeah. can find that at youtube.com slash uh as well. And then if you want to, you can follow my Twitter as well. Don't really do anything. I talk about video games there. Sometimes I post pictures of food. Eh, it's whatever. But you'll find my streams and uh, if you want to check me out, those are the places to do so. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I love being here and anytime you guys need a guest, feel free to give me a ping
1: awesome well we love having you so that'll certainly happen a lot christian spicer what about you what do you got going on this week
0: well this show if you want to catch it i usually stream when we typically record sundays at 7 15 p.m pacific time twitch.tv slash christian spicer you can find the valheim and call of duty Warzone streams up as well and hopefully some more valheim streams coming soon but life has a way of Preventing most of those from happening. <laughs> this one, the first thirty minutes were me trying to figure out why my audio wasn't working. So it was pretty chill. It's a pretty it's the game, the <laughs> pre-game fun. before the game. One of the best streams, troubleshooting. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it didn't sound fun, Jeff, because we couldn't hear anything. But otherwise it was very fun. Uh, the sound was literally no fun. Um, and then I have a new newsletter for this year, which you can find at tinyletter.com/slash christian spicer and there's an archive up as well um and I, I the last one was about stadia which i think we we missed i think it was ended up being a blind spot for the show where like the news broke like right after we recorded and then it was a whole week before we came back but i kind of talk about my feelings of stadia's uh, slow march toward death that everyone predicted and told me yeah um, despite my glee for the the platform uh and then twitter you can find me at spicer s-p-i-c-e-r
1: very cool. You can also find me on Twitter. I'm at Jeff Canada, which is spelled with two n's and one t. And I've got some other shows for you if you want to check them out. Hear me talk about movies and TV shows over on the Slash Filmcast. You can find that at slashfilmcast.com. Great show, a lot of fun. We also uh, I talk about science. You can learn something and laugh along the way with my comedy science show. We Have Concerns. You can find that at wehaveconcerns.com. And if you're sad that football is over, I got news for you. Football is not over. There's a brand new football league that is starting, it started this weekend. Uh, first games were Saturday. It's awesome. It's called fan-controlled football. It's like Madden in real life. It's it's completely controlled by the fans. They call the plays. They decide the players. It's insane. And the, the owners of the teams... Our celebrities, including one team owned by Kinda Funny. Greg and, and the and the group have the wild aces. And I'm doing a companion uh, excuse me, a companion stream to that show. Uh, it is called uh something new every week. <laughs> but you can find it on Thursdays at 2:30 p.m. Pacific time at twitch.tv slash FCF. All right, let's wrap the show up now with our parting gifts.
3: Hey, give us a suggestion of what to
2: do this week. Give us a parting gift. This is your parting
1: gift. Trixler, do you have a suggestion to help people get through their week?
2: I do. I have one for physical activity because we all know the last year has been a pain in the butt for everyone, me included. I, I wouldn't say I was a gym rat, but I enjoyed going outside and lifting a weight or two and feeling like I was mildly strong. And that has gone completely. Um So I've actually just... To save my insanity because I need something to do and uh, also to try and be a little bit fit. I've been picking up yoga and I've been doing it with Yoga with Adrian, which actually as yeah, recommended by Lana because I was talking about yeah. yoga and I was finding videos. Um, and she's incredible. I, I find her, not to take it too seriously, but serious enough for me, a couple of jokes here and there in the middle of uh, the segment. And uh, I find that I've actually been able to rest myself a little bit in the morning, and get my thoughts together be a little bit more clear and then go about my day. So I recommend yoga with Adrian. If you're looking to be a little bit more fit and maybe kind of get your mind in the right place before you start your day.
1: Yeah. And you can find that on YouTube, right? That's yep. where you're using, right on yeah.
2: YouTube. Yoga with Adrian. It's spelled with one D a D R I E N uh, E. And she's yeah. wonderful. She has a whole she program. She is
1: wonderful. My wife and I did one of her courses for a while. We kind of fell off of it, but we am going to go back. You're right. She's, she's delightful and makes it easy and
0: calming. It's great. Uh Christian Spicer, what about you? Parting gift? Yeah, I'm gonna stay on the the fitness trend. Um new running shoes. They don't need to be running shoes, but athletic shoes. Um as a former very serious runner, this was something I would be better about. And now as a old, um, body broken recreational jogger at best, uh it's still important to replace your gear. You know, we talk about replacing our graphics cards and everything else. And shoes wear out. Um, you don't need to buy the most expensive shoes around, but and also unfortunately, whether you wear them or not, they wear out. But I'm not saying every four months, every, whatever, but like, think about it. Think about the last time you replaced this tool that is the barrier between you and the ground and it can really save you from in, from injury, make your runs more enjoyable, all of that stuff. Think about replacing your gear. I just recently bought um, Gel Nimbus 22 Retro Tokyos because they were on sale and because they were awesome. They're ASICs. I've run an ASIC since uh, my college days. They have a foot box that fits me right. But um, check it out. Think about, oh, yeah, how old are these things? And (laughs) you might be due for some new ones. Very cool. Um, You know,
1: I usually, in the parting gift segment, recommend something that I've enjoyed, that you will enjoy. And I've done that 370-some-odd times. I'm going to use this real quick, if you'll indulge me, to uh, recommend something that maybe is a little more self-serving. I do a Cameo account at cameo.com slash Jeff Kanata, And I make limericks for people over on the slash Filmcast Every week I do a limerick as a review of the movie that we're reviewing that week. And I really have a lot of fun with the limericks and people enjoy them. So I've started selling those limericks on Cameo. I hope you'll give it a shot. If there's any reason you would enjoy a personalized message from me and a personalized message that might include a limerick I'm over there. You can hire me at cameo.com slash Jeff Kanata. I've done almost a 100 limericks on Cameo so far, and I have tons of five-star reviews. People really enjoy them. Uh, you may not know me as Limerick Guy if you only listen to me on this show, but it's a really fun way to give something to uh, a loved one. It's a great gift. Uh, or even treat yourself to uh, a message and a limerick at cameo.com slash Jeff Kanata. Thank you for allowing me to do that. All right. We also got a listener-suggested parting gift. This comes to us at dlcfeedback at gmail.com. It comes from Sean Williams, who writes, Hey, everybody, I wanted to recommend a comic book called We Live by the Miranda Brothers. It's only on its fourth issue so far, but it snuck up out of nowhere in late 2020 to be one of the best comics I've read all year, I don't want to spoil the plot, but the basics are the world is about to end and a brother and sister need to get to one of the few places on Earth with a way to escape the planet. The story has similar vibes to The Last of Us with some shocking and violent turns along the way. So be warned, it's not as kid-friendly as the covers might make it seem. One of the things that truly makes We Live stand out from other comics is that each issue has a QR code that takes you to a YouTube page that features one of the panels from that issue along with some original music composed just for the comic. The music is beautiful and haunting and adds another dimension of emotion to the book. We Live, written and drawn by the Miranda Brothers, published by Aftershock. Thank you from a fellow gamer dad, Sean. Thank you, Sean. Awesome. Did you know about this one, Christian?
0: I'm aware of it. I haven't read it, but it's Aftershock is the publisher. And I, I'm a big fan of a lot of what they publish. Um, yeah. And this book does look absolutely gorgeous. So it's on my, my backlog. I can't, I haven't been able to pull myself away from the new DC future state stuff. Um, but I've heard only great things about it. It's supposed to be incredible. That music portion sounds amazing. Cause I feel like music is a way to really get the emotion
2: to go to your heart. And if you are reading the comic while listening to that music, that sounds it's such an experience.
1: Yeah, I think that's a really inspired idea to to score your comic story. What a neat idea, yeah. Um, All right, that's gonna do it for this episode of DLC. Thanks again to Trixler and Christian Spicer for hanging out with me. Thanks to all the folks in our chat room, hanging out with all of us live and watching on video. We appreciate all of you. Thanks to our musical contributors, Patrick L., Sean Madigan, and Zero Star for making those awesome bumpers. We appreciate you for your hard work. Thank you. And to each and every one of you that listens to us each week, that downloads us and puts us in your ear holes, thank you. We'll be back next week. Until then, think about what you put out into the world. Make it a better place.